20 to life. Yo, excuse me, Mrs. Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this every mic you're about to hear, we, we swear, swear the, the best, best podcast, podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, if you, you didn't, didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to America 20 to Life, y'all. This is our Saturday edition. We weren't going to do a show today, but we ended up deciding that I thought it was going to be a good idea to talk about some Corona stuff. Get off topic a little bit. I mean, that is the topic of the world right now, but as you guys all know, America 20 Life has kind of tried to stay away from that and stay more or less carefree and uh, just talk about whatever comes to mind. And we will do some of that today. I'm not saying that we won't. We will do some of that today. But we wanted to touch on um, some myths, some common myths. Also, how we go about our lives with the dangers of the coronavirus out here in the world. So... How it's changed so many day-to-day things that you have to do differently now right right so, and there's a lot of myths out there i've seen some crazy stuff <laughs> no nah, there is there's a whole lot of different things and i'm i you know what i forgot i had a picture but uh i went out today i had to go out and get some groceries and stuff and actually uh purchased that firearm i was talking about um for home defense as well as a truck vehicle or a vehicle i said a truck what, what am i saying a truck um, defense as well. But anyway, so anybody that knows guns or knows anything about it, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, I had to go out today and I had to go to a couple different places. And I, I still don't think people are taking it serious, man. I just don't. I mean. I, they're not, though. I mean, they are here. Like, I'm, I'm like. But I was here. I know. Well, kind of. You're out in Mason. So. I was in Mason, but I mean, I was still when I went to the grocery store today. I it know. Was, it was still sort of the same thing. Yeah. And I got, I'm hearing from people, even like medical professionals, like that we know here in Lansing are saying that they know people aren't taking it seriously because people keep having to come into the hospital. So we're going to talk about some of that stuff. I thought it was important. I got a, I got a bunch of people telling me, hey, you guys got to talk about this coronavirus, you know, that a lot of people don't understand what's going on with it or may have certain different myths about it. And I get I get a lot of like, because I'm in a medical profession and I'm not a doctor, but I mean, I do have some insider information on some things. So like, does this work? Yeah. Does this work? Is this a good one? Should I use this? Should I buy this? Should I use it? How do I use this? Because there's a whole lot of bad information out there, but not just bad information. Like I see people using these things that are supposed to be the PPE or personal protective equipment wrong. So I want to talk through that and, and talk about how some of that's supposed to be used, common things that you people make mistakes when they do use it, how they make mistakes using it. So we'll talk through some of that. Yeah, for what sure. Else, what else we got? Did anybody, what else we got? What else we Just got what's in the news too. Yeah, what's so in the we news? got some stuff that's in the news that we want to go through also. And we have some pictures of my haul today that I brought home 
And it really does kind of feel like that when I break quarantine and leave out the house to go to the store. It's almost like I feel like I am legend. Like <laughs> I said I, that earlier. So I when, was... I, when I got home with all the stuff, I was like, yeah, I found some house out in Okemos that was abandoned. It had all types of good food in I was it. like, what? And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, nah, oh my God. over your head. <laughs> it did. did. Then when I got him like. Through the woods. <laughs> I was like, what? You did what? Yeah, uh, so. Okay. Yeah. But it does feel like that. I even said it. I'm like, I feel like we're going back to like the olden days. Because I said, I, I woke up like in a cleaning mood. I wanted to clean up and get the house together. And you know how you wake up like that. So I turned the music on. And I told him, I'm like, I feel like. I'm sending you out to like hunt and gather and then I'm staying home to like cook and clean. <laughs> so yeah. No, that was perfect too. I like that situation. It worked out good. We gotta yeah, keep that going. Yeah, After yeah. the quarantine, I'll but go you, out and get us get us uh food see, and, when you and cook, rabbit and stuff like that. When you clean well and know what you're doing and you cook so well, it's just I don't know. It's hard to No, I get it. I get it totally. So First off, some of the major things that I've seen in the news, um, and I'm going to pull one of these up here. I want you guys to see this. So this right here was in the news today. Today's the third. No, today's the fourth. It was yesterday. It was in yesterday. Yeah. I'm sorry. Fairly new. So McLaren Greater Lansing sees encouraging results from hydrochloroquine in COVID-19 treatments. Now, we all know what the hydrochloroquine is. It's Plaquenil, and people have been talking about this in the news for, I think, three or four weeks now. Yeah. Um, some myths around that we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk about, um, what that drug is actually for, what's it, what it's actually used for. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to actually make this because we first heard about it because it was addressed, um, I probably initially, I mean, it's been being used. People have been talking about it a little bit, but where it really hit like the airwaves is when, um, the Trump administration, talked about it and really bigged up and at that point there wasn't a it was they call it anecdotal that's what dr fauci um that's my boy but dr fauci had said right at this point it's anecdotal we haven't you know done the studies blah 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 but we knew it was kind of working but then everybody of course was like what is this what is hydroxychloroquine um and plaquenil is the brand name so hydroxychloroquine is the generic name um but obviously mclaren's using it and uh, they use it in conjunction with uh azithromycin which is a z-pack just which is a z-pack so um if you're wondering what that is it's actually an anti-malarial drug and it's used to prevent malaria so people that are going to other countries or you know mission trips stuff like that pump you with you know anti-malarial drugs and that's where it started so it was like how does that work we still don't know <laughs> we have no clue how it's working for covid yeah so before we get going too far deep into this i want to because i'm i'm seeing i just want to make sure when i have any interference did you take your uh, phone off of wi-fi um nope. so can i get a thumbs up from one person or another if you guys are seeing us and hearing us clear before we keep going with this one i see walt's on there what's going on walt coop we got layla on yeah. amber cervantes yeah hey, amber. millie millie rock millie. is on there mom is on here my nephew's on here matt brown is on here um let's see what if else I missed we got anybody. you know if y'all have any questions about any of this stuff man let us know like pop in there with a question over here in the comments throw a topic out there you know throw a topic but or no throw, a, throw if it's a, i would i would say yeah throw a rumor that you've heard and mm -hmm. we don't know whether or not it's true or not we're looking it off we're gonna do some myth busting yeah some myth busting on some of the stuff i still haven't gotten a thumbs up in here yet so we'll see if everybody's hearing and seeing us well I think now I just asked. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, though, so we're going to continue. If we're going to continue, we'll get. I feel it. like somebody at some point would have been like, "We can't hear you." Yeah. So with the with the 
with the uh, hydrochloroquine, it came out. They were talking about it like three or four weeks ago on one of the presidential. Uh, there we go. On one of the presidential um, press updates, conferences yeah, and updates, updates we talked updates. about it. So this is the thing. This is what I want everybody to understand when y'all are watching this stuff. So you always hear people talk about fake news, fake media, this, that, the other. What they're talking about when they say fake media and fake news is we're not going to say the government always tells the truth. They're, they Think of the government as a parent, right? Think of the government as a parent that has really bad news and they're trying to keep it from their toddler kid. They don't want the toddler kid knowing that the world is destructing. So <laughs> when you watch the news and watch the media or watch these reports, always pay attention. Like I always pay attention to their facial expressions when they're talking to us, their body demeanor language. and body language. One thing is really important is when you're watching these, watch the people behind Donald Trump. When he's talking, watch how they're reacting. And so what I, what I realized was Donald Trump, when he came out and talked about um, this hydrochloroquine, I don't think he was supposed to say anything at that point. Not yet. So so he he doesn't have any coup. Like he doesn't understand what he is and isn't supposed to say because he's not presidential, right? He's not used to the politic game where you don't tell everything that you know. So when he gets on there, he really just he really just spews from the mouth and he'll say whatever he's oh, heard okay. in any room. So when the hydrochloroquine came out, we're probably two or three months, four months behind China, right? So when the Wuhan, when it went, when it happened in Wuhan, now they're on the uh, bottom end of their curve, right? So at the end of the day, they obviously found some treatment plans. They found things that are working. So this is where that information is coming from. But in order to stave off a mad dash for this hydrochloroquine, in order to stave off saying something that they could eventually be held liable for later, when Donald Trump spit it out to everybody, I heard Donald Trump and I seen the people behind him and they kind of made the look like, oh, you're not supposed to say like, that. Shit. It wasn't more. It wasn't like that doesn't work. It was more or less like Hold we, on. we wasn't supposed to say that yet. Yeah. So and as the time has gone on, you guys realize and notice how things have changed every day. It's something different. They come on every single day and they tell us one thing we're not supposed to do. One thing you're supposed to do. And then the next day they come on and say, well, we've walked that back. Now we say this. So I know we said this, but now we want you to do this. As much as people hate listening to Donald Trump as well as I do, listen to him in, in some aspects and take it with a grain mm -hmm. of salt. But realize he's telling you secrets from inside the room that he probably ain't supposed to be telling us. So the hydrochloroquine and, and, and remember how when he first talked about it, how exude ex ex exude. What's the word I'm looking exuberant. for? Exuberant. Exuberant he was about it. Like, we excited. got this great drug, and it's been working all over the world, and we're really happy and excited about it. And then when Dr. Fauci came on, he said, well, it's anecdotal, meaning it works for some people and not the others. We really don't know what makes it work and what makes it doesn't. That's the doctor's perspective. That's mm -hmm. the perspective of let me walk back Donald's Trump, Donald Trump's excitement so I can give them something that um, maybe isn't, I, we're not really sure on it. Yeah, because that's you, tangible. Yeah, because doctors' offices and all those places in, in the CDC and all them, they got to, before they come out and say, hey, this is going to work, they want to go through all of these trials to make sure that it works that, so they can have the numbers on it. I think that's one side of it. But the other part, this is where it could have went either way, just to be honest. It could have ended up being that the drug actually did something negative or bad when they gave it to people with COVID. So that could have happened or it could have happened that it was a fluke and it wasn't working as well. It just so happens. And thankfully it really does work as well as they think it is in conjunction with a couple of other meds. Because when Trump said it, cause I researched it a lot. Cause I was like, why would he just come out and say that he, this was coming off of a small study of like 30 people. 
And they couldn't even really say definitively at that time. So Dr. Fauci was just like, whoa, just wait until we, you know, it probably is promising, but let's wait until we know before we start having. And of course, what happened? People started trying to stockpile, hoard it, write prescriptions. You know, there was a guy that him and his wife went and bought chloroquine, which is not the same thing. It's actually a pool cleaner. And he died because he took it because he thought it, that's what it was. He thought it could put, give him protection. So it's so important to say, like, this is what I'm trying to say about the whole Donald Trump thing. It wasn't just a study on 30 people. Chinese China had been using this to yeah. help and treat people. Our study, our study here in America may have only been 30 people. It was, so was before Italian, yeah. so before they want to come out broadly and say that the government's saying that this will help and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. They want to go through all of those steps before they put. But my thing is, and this is what Donald Trump has been trying to get through. And I think he's kind of gotten it through. So this is why, like, as much as I hate to do and don't like some of the things that he does and so on and so forth and how he talks, there's some things that are important, like the right to try. So like for people who are on their deathbed, like with coronavirus, mm -hmm. and you say, hey, I want to try this experimental such and such and such that's out here, you can just go try it. And it's, that's, this is what he has put in place because before it would have said they could have this drug that's helped 90 out of 100 people. But because the CDC, because the FDA and everybody else hasn't approved it for that use, you can't use it. So people are just dying. So when he puts that right to try in, then you can say it's compassionate right to try too, meaning that somebody's on their deathbed and they can say, hey, I want to try this drug. And now it's it's legal for that doctor to prescribe it and give it Even to you. Even if it's off label, it's not proven and there haven't been, it's not FDA approved. Um, and a lot of that is, uh, what do they call those? Um, the trials, clinical trials, if right. it hasn't gone through all the clinical trials. And I think the right to try, it's really important to know, to, I guess, to understand, like we live in a society, especially the U.S., we're really unique in the way we do things. And the whole reason that we have to have a right to try bill and it has to be something that's legal is because what do Americans like to do? What do we do when something goes wrong? Even if we tried it on our own, we like to sue. We want to sue people. We want to hold people accountable. Right. So I think what he, you know, what Trump is trying to say is like, they should be able to try whatever they want. If they're going to die anyways, let them try it. But not with that. You don't, if you say, yes, I want to try it and it ends up not working out, the right to try says I can use it anyways, but there's no so, backlash. So Nicole know? Covington, I want to get on this point because this is a good point that I want to, I want to talk about. It can cause major problems with people who already have heart problems. You know what else causes major problems with people who have heart problems? COVID-19. So that's the point is like, if you're already dying to, and I'm not trying to be facetious or anything, Nicole, I appreciate your comment, but if you're already dying from COVID, what do you have to lose? Because so on the flip side of that, what you got to understand though, is what, what was happening. And I think this is that balance is I agree. If you're already dying, who cares what kind of negative results it has, right? The problem is, is when you don't have enough information out there and you're not putting it out there, people are taking it when they don't have symptoms, when they don't have COVID. And that's when you start having problems if you don't And have here COVID. comes the problem with not giving the whole truth when Donald Trump goes on there and says that, and then Dr. Fauci walks it back. Now people are thinking, oh, shit, there's this, there's this, this dream yeah. drug out here, excuse me, that I can just take right now and I won't get COVID. That's not how it works. It's yeah. a therapeutic. It's not a, it's not a vaccine. So therefore, somebody who is sick with it, it's getting worse. So now if you're somebody with COVID that's, at home and you're quarantining and you just have a small cough and like a light little, you know, nasal drip, you don't need necessarily anything to go uh, to that extreme. But if you're somebody who's on a ventilator and they need to walk back your whole, all your symptoms back, then that's the situation. So that's why 
if they came out transparent and said, hey, this is how we're using it. This is what we've seen and the effects that we've seen from using it. And so this is how we're going to use it. That would stop the run the run on this because therefore they exactly. know you're not going to treat yourself at home with hydrochloroquine in a z-pack that's not how it's going to work exactly. the dosages may not be right they're going to give you an iv run it through your body so for this it's long very so, yeah. so much part amount of time so they need to understand like that's why coming out and being transparent about it is very important so again with that which nicole said that's true i'm just saying for the doctors who were just calling it in for themselves yeah. and, and that's so what they're trying to let's avoid. talk about that because this is what's important about what, what everybody's been saying about gretchen whitmer and how she was how she was against letting people try this drug. That's not true. The, what she was saying was exactly that. She's trying to stop people like Erica from having to run out of her drug because these people are just running out here and getting their doctors and dentists to write them, you know, false prescriptions. Yep. But there again goes transparency. Let the doctors know even this is not a preventative. This is something we use to treat it, just like you use an IV to treat dehydration. And so what Whitmer did is she came out and when everybody's like, I can't believe her, so I hate her and this is then they were just going hard in the paint on her because she was saying that, you know, doctors would get in trouble basically for doing that. But what she was trying to avoid was panic buying, hoarding. And there was reports coming in of doctors and dentists, you know, prescribing stockpiles of it to their family members for just in case. That's what they don't want because something for you guys to know, hydroxychloroquine is it's an anti-malarial. Yes. But the off-brand usage and it's been being used this way since World War II when they figured this out, it's used to treat arthritic conditions. So like rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. So that's a medication that I've been on since 2015. So then you have all these people that are on these on this medication that is giving, you know, for some it's saving their lives. It's helping. It's so that their lupus doesn't attack their organs, their kidneys, whatever the case may be. Um, for everyone else, it gives you your life back somewhat. And so there was this balance. Me personally, use it. I want them to use it for people. I want them to have it. But, you know, for me, what I did is I called in, hey, I just need a 90 day supply. I'm cool with that. I don't need to try to, you know, get anything crazy or whatever the case may be. I don't want to be without it. Um, but, it's one of those things that if people are dying from COVID, I definitely want them to have the drug available. Absolutely. But that's what hydroxychloroquine is. You know, a lot so, of people didn't know it, had never heard of it. So when you have a pandemic, which none of us have ever had or been through before, but if you have, so I'll, I'll take it like the, the best way I can explain this is like when you talk about HIV and AIDS, there was, HIV was the scariest thing to ever pop in, my, in our lifetime that was actually affecting people here in the United States that way. I mean, you know, we had Ebola and all of those, but it wasn't anything that was like crazy here. If you hadn't left the country, you didn't have to worry about bleeding from your eyes or anything crazy. But the silent killer was HIV. Right. And that was the scariest thing. When Magic Johnson came out and said he had HIV, it was like, oh, my God. And it happens to everybody and real people. So, you know, that was like the scariest thing. But so then when when you don't have a cure for it or a treatment for it, it's the, it's the most scary. So what I'm trying to do is like give understanding of what hydrochloroquine is this right here is so promising mclaren greater lansing sees encouraging results from hydrochloroquine treatments for covid that's so promising it's just like when they found out that valtrex and those anti-viral drugs could help hiv to hold it back so that it never turned into aids it's like a groundbreaking thing like when magic johnson all of a sudden didn't die after four or five years like everybody else did the questions kept coming like does he still have wow, it like yeah, how how is he on? still alive this was back in the 90s. Like, so how does he not how is he not dead already? Because everybody else is dying because that's why 
he was at the beginning of this this type of thing. So this gives hope, you know, at the yeah, end of the man. day, I'm not trying to give any false hope, but I've but it's I not first, false hope. When I know? first heard Donald Trump talk about this hydrochloroquine and how great it was working overseas, I knew when he said that he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth, just like if he came out and said aliens were here, I would believe every bit of it because he's not supposed to tell us that. And his ignorance and his his over over narcissistic ways would make him say that even though he wasn't supposed to. And as crazy as that sounds, y'all, he is a very narcissistic person. And so, like, he wants to be the first person to drop that news. You know, there's some things that you're not supposed to say or do. I really I would as crazy as it sounds, if he came and said, you know what? Area 51 is true. I would believe him. I sure would, because that's some stuff he's probably not supposed to tell us about. Exactly. But his personality and the way he is, he absolutely would. I was the first person to say it was the greatest, <laughs> the greatest alien invasion it's I hate ever when been. He does try. It was way better than Obama's like, alien stop. invasion. We had an alien invasion on my <laughs> term that was way better than Obama's. As a matter of fact, it was probably the most magnificent one of ever and always. So. That is how it was. It was. It was. It was grand and great. And And he would have some way of like taking credit for something. It's the Trump invasion of (laughs) of aliens. But what this headline does for me personally, that tells me that if somebody I love caught COVID and had to end up being hospitalized for it, we got a fighting chance. They got a fighting chance. There's something out there to help them out. So that that is promising. Yeah. So that's that about the the hydrochloroquine. I think that's very promising. One other thing about that is which hospital do you go to if you're having crazy symptoms? Because is Sparrow doing the same thing? I would hope so. Um, What I've been reading is most hospitals are using it in some fashion for the worst patients, the patients that aren't responding to anything. And basically what they're doing is it's called a super dose. So all this stockpiling and hoarding of Plaquenil and all that, not going to work. You can't take enough pills in a time without getting sick in order to equal what they're doing. They're giving super doses through IV in conjunction with either a Z-Pack and something else or just a Z-Pack. But that's the combo that works. If you're just going to sit there and take a whole bunch of Plaquenil, nothing's going to happen. Well, the good thing about that is you can get rid of gonorrhea, all types <laughs> of stuff with this. So if you catch COVID, you can get rid of your gonorrhea, chlamydia, because the Z-Pack probably takes care of I don't all know. that. I'm respiratory. I don't know. <laughs> So it's a, it's a, it's a positive there. Uh, yeah, I guess for people um, out here just sickly walking around with some stuff they ain't know about. Yeah. So that's a good point too, yo. Like when we talk about how this affects people and who it affects, everybody. So Tashmika said something about this yesterday. Like people don't know if they're immune compromised. Like we don't go to the doctors and check on that. I mean, you could be feeling have been feeling a little under the weather for two or three years, but you got to keep working, doing all the things. That could be. So for instance, how long did it take you to get a diagnosis on your on your lupus? It took me three years. Three years. She was walking around undiagnosed, immune compromised, and didn't know. So when we talk about people that are immune compromised, you could be that person and not know it. So that's why it's so important for everybody to stay home. That's why it's so important for everybody to take these precautions. Absolutely. And it's important to know I had good insurance. I had good insurance. Yeah, I good insurance, bad doctors. Bad doctors. Can be that. But that's what I'm saying. Think of somebody that's uninsured. You know, they keep talking about underlying conditions. There's a lot of people out here that don't know they have an underlying condition. I uh, I had a cousin that passed away uh, two years ago from cancer. And um, it was stage four by the time they caught it. And it was pretty much everywhere. It had spread everywhere. You know where they think it probably started? In his lungs. Probably years prior. And it probably could have been treated, but he didn't Especially have insurance. Especially when you're young. You just yeah. figure, oh, I got a backache or 
Yep. He and that's exactly he had a backache and he kept like putting it off. He didn't have insurance. He didn't want to have to go and pay that bill to just get it checked out. He could push through it. It would go away. Blah, blah, blah. These are things that people do every day. So they keep talking about this section of people. You might be one of those people and not know it. Right. Exactly. So that's the thing. Like there's so much to be talked about with all of this, you know, like like I just said, where which hospital do you go to? Is Sparrow doing this the same as McLaren's doing? You know, you would hope that they are, but it really does depend on what doctor's there. And then the other issue that's been coming about that I've been hearing a lot about is race and whether or not, you know, you're going to get the yeah. same. Like, so if they come down to deciding who lives or who dies, right, is it going to matter? Biases, our bias is going to matter. Our inherent bias is going to matter. And obviously our, that's not a thing here. No, it's in, not in, here in because Hawaii. we don't have that problem yet. But in Detroit, they're having to have those issues. And it's and in New York. In New York, they are absolutely having those issues. They are openly saying if you haven't seen this video, there's a video of a nurse and it's um, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's pretty heavily speculated that it was in a New York hospital. And she videotaped herself. She was talking about it, just begging people to stay home because of all the death and all this has happened. This is real. It's so bad. She ended the video with a walkthrough of the hospital. And it was one of the most like I've never seen anything like that. She went through probably five, six rooms and hallways. And there was bodies in every single room that she walked through in the hallways, in the bathroom, because they just couldn't fit anymore. That was how many people were dead from this. And it just blew my mind. But the biggest thing she was saying is that we are having to make decisions based on who we think is going to make it is going to make it or not. But, you know, what if somebody has a, an judge, inherent bias? That's, that's judge jury executioner right there. That's scary. It's right. so scary. And so um, when you think about like so we talk about the race aspect of this disease and how it's like. So like right now it's rampant in Detroit, like Detroit is and it's going to be inner city Detroit. So like. When you see these huge numbers like this in the cities, we got to understand where we are. We're in Lansing. We're fortunate. There's a hundred and some thousand people, hundred thing, 116,000 people in Lansing. And our cases are very low at this point. So our, our hospitals aren't overran. You know, we really did lock down and lock in like early on. And we've been pretty good about that. We don't have a high population of people like in any one area that if one person got infected, the whole place is going to get affected. I mean, we got maybe... I think four or five buildings that have they hold maybe over a yeah. hundred units in it outside of that. But when you think of some place like Detroit, like if one person catches it and gets in an elevator with 30 people or 20 people in an elevator and all of them catch it and then they spread out. I mean, this is, this is how it goes so fast and so quick. So given the race aspect of that, what, what neighborhoods are packed on top of each other like that? A lot of times they're minority neighborhoods yeah. or lower income neighborhoods that are a lot of times filled with minorities. So, it's, You're a, see it's culturally, more of that it's socioeconomic. If you think of socioeconomically, and we're trained not to be scared of shit. There's layers to this because socioeconomically, a lot of people live in the same household. Culturally, you'll have two, three generations living under one household. So if exactly. one person, that's everybody in the whole entire household. So there's a lot of layers to that. Uninsured, poor, you don't go to the doctor. You know, so I, people are dying because maybe I, I can, I can sweat it out. Mike got warrants. That's I mean, people think that that's ridiculous, but that's correct. That's a real reason why a lot of people don't do a whole lot because they might got a warrant. So they're scared to call the hospital or scared to go. Think about right now an undocumented immigrant, undocumented immigrant. They're not going to go to the hospital. They already had reports of ice coming and detaining people in the hospital. Yeah. And that's just nuts to me. So there's just a lot of layers and people don't think about how it's going to disproportionately affect other people. I, I think about that a lot. The prisons, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. The that that right there. So that that think about this aspect when you talk about the prisons. I'm gonna pull this one down for a second, but think about think about the prisons. So 
you got prisons that are packed with thousands of people in there. Some people might be in there for a gun charge, may got two to five on a gun charge, but they really now are like on trial for a death sentence because being in there is their trial and whether or not they catch that disease that could possibly kill them is just there. So, I mean, it's scary to think, you know, and the thing is, if the prisons were just locked in and locked down, nobody would ever catch it. But it's the correction officers that are coming in and out because they've yes. already shut down all the all the uh, um, people coming in to see people and so on and so forth. So really, it's just whoever is coming in and out of there, which is the corrections officer, could bring it in. So that's the scary part of that, you know, and that, that and then is who, extremely guess, scary. Guess who's the, the prisons are full of? black and brown people facts that's a fact and and then it's something else is think about this is something that really really pisses me off and and continues to piss me off think about how many people are in there for drug offenses marijuana offenses they're in there for weed which is legal now and you got people in there that may die because they're in there off of weed layla i didn't know that i didn't know that either layla the brother that we know she only got one brother right no she's got more than one oh that's i did not know that that's got that's gotta be scary well we're gonna have to talk to you after the yeah show about that. for I didn't sure know about that, really. that's crazy i know but can you imagine like for her family how scary that's got to be knowing that you have a family member are they gonna get the correct treatment are they gonna get the best treatment they possibly could no of course no not. of course I mean, let's just be straight everything's gonna to be any scaring anybody but if you get a hurt tooth, if you get a toothache in prison you know that's like you're you're gonna be stuck I mean, there's really just not anything for you. They're not going to, they will bring you to the hospital. There's times when I've been at McLaren, I see the prison trucks come in there all the time for things. But I mean, think about how many kites you got to send to get somebody to come in there because you're sick. People die all the time in prisons from sicknesses that they could have been healed out here. So like, it is, it's scary. It's a death sentence. I mean, it could be a death sentence just by being And just as far as our our people and things like that, like it's hard, you know, people were really in uproar talking about nonviolent offenders, you know, being released and all that. And Again, with the headlines, I read into it and researched what they were talking about. And it really truly were, they were, what they were talking about was truly nonviolent offenders. So nonviolent offenses um, didn't involve any weapons, any people, maybe it was property or, you know, things like that. Petty, small crimes that didn't involve anyone. They didn't hurt anybody, stuff like that. And people are like, nobody should be let out at all, ever. And I'm just like, man, humanity sometimes takes a hit when I hear people talk sometimes. (laughs) So Layla said only one update thus far a week ago. At that point, he was quarantined with 50 other prisoners. So that means that at least 50 prisoners probably have it. That's nuts. At least. That's wild. Wow. I just, my mind is blown off of that. So this is that's like, that's what I'm saying. There's just so much to think about with this. A lot like, of layers. There's so many this. layers to this thing. It's so crazy. And to think that our president is talking economics right now. Like <laughs> let's get over dying first. Then we'll talk about how our pockets are working. That's you know why that saying? wasn't received so well. <laughs> like, like, Oh, shocker. The first week or two, that's all he talked about. Yeah. I mean, he came on and his only talk was about the economics and how and I they... get all upset. I'm like, I can't even listen right now. Cause he always started off talking about the economy and the stock market. And I'm like, who the f- cares? All I right. don't care about that. Tell me what I care about. What's going to affect us. The people, you know, the people that you're supposed to be leading, Ah, that was just so let's talk about some good news where as it pertains excuse me as it pertains to michigan if you guys have seen this yet some i think uh, some cell phone company or somebody did oh no it was new york times they did a um they did a uh report on where people were at during this quarantine if they were leaving their houses and they can tell that by your cell phone usage so if your cell phone pings on four or five different antennas it means that you were running around doing whatever the case is so 
if you look at our map, our map shows that Michigan, I mean, pretty much for the most part, it's is killing completely the game. at the crib. Other than this guy up here, what is, I don't know what his <laughs> name is. I think John up there in uh, Podunk, Nuevo, won't sit his ass down. Somewhere. But uh, other than that, I mean, look at our map. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're doing really, really good about sitting our asses down. Man. And hopefully you can see the colors. But basically what it means is no travel, meaning we're actually abiding by the stay-at-home ordinances. We're quarantining right. or whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, half normal and then just normal travel. You know what makes that easy for us, too, though, is the weather. When the weather's terrible, we don't mind sitting down. We know how it is to sit down. Yeah, we'll see like when it starts it. to get nice out and it's, you know, 80 degrees, and it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. I know, it is. People that got a backyard don't have it so bad, but we live in an apartment. So, I mean, we live in a loft. And out our loft, we have... Three windows. Three windows in this loft. Uh, four. We got a skylight. But oh, we got skylight, four yeah. windows and the sun comes in and it makes us want to go out. So it's going to be difficult. But I think if you do the social distancing with that, then you should be fine. You can go to the park and just make sure you stay away from people and people stay yeah. away from you. I think the people just have to change their way of thinking. And, you know, this is my big thing. I'm like, govern yourself. Don't be pissed because the government's telling you that you got to stay home. Maybe if you did it on your own and we could govern ourselves and be trusted to, we wouldn't have to be told to. But when you're out and about social distance, we we go out, we go to the park, we go do whatever, go on bike rides, get out of the house, just social distance. But let me tell you about this situation. So I did. I, I told you guys all I went and purchased a firearm today. Uh, another. I've got some, but I went and purchased one today and I went to the place to pick it up. And it's by appointment only. So I'm thinking I'm walking in here. It's going to be just me and the employees. I'm fully masked up, gloved up and everything else, but on my way there. So I get there and I'm standing out. I'm, I'm outside waiting on my, my appointment to go inside. And this lady was in there. She was a black woman with her boyfriend in the car and she's purchasing a gun and she had her glove. She had two gloves on when she came out the store. Then she took one glove off and put it in her pocket and then lit a cigarette with the other gloved hand in her mouth. So um, then she's doing that, and I got a picture of it. I'm gonna. Would she take the glove off for then? To to light her lighter. I thought you were gonna say she took it. No, to she smoke took it. the she took the one glove off so she could light her lighter, and then sparked the cigarette and was holding it with the gloved gloved hand, and then so and then she puts the cigarette in her other hand, and then picks her phone up and starts talking she with just the gloved contaminated hand. Contaminated everything. And I've got a picture of that. And I'm gonna have to send. That <laughs> I can't. Over. I I just can't I'm even gonna have to send it over. But so that's not just the worst of it, though. So then I get in the store. Finally, I get in the store and I realize there is somewhere close to here. Put take send that over to the shared album so I get that over. Um, there's somewhere close to, I'd say, 15 people in the store. This store is maybe twelve hundred, fifteen hundred square feet with low ceilings. It was hot in there. So when you walked in there, they had like. On the side, they had like hand sanitizer and gloves for everybody to put on. So that was cool. They wanted to make sure you were sanitizing gloves on. But what they weren't dealing with was the breath. It was hot as shit in there and it was all hot breath. <laughs> and and then so I go into this back room where I'm getting my, my piece at and we're working on it and everything. And I'm sitting across the table from a guy that's probably this close. He has no mask on, no gloves on. I'm fully masked and gloved up. But Thank goodness. He had no mask, no glove on. He had been all over you know this store so i'm sitting in this back room talking and there's like i hear somebody out here just hacking a freaking lung out and i'm like what the hell so i'm you know i'm now i'm just like i'm in the midst of corona everywhere around me i'm just trying <laughs> to hurry the hell up and get up out of here but it took like probably 30 more minutes for me to get out of there but so when i came out there i go to the register and there was two guys sitting there and they bought 3500 dollars with the guns and stuff 
guns and stuff. So that means all types of ammo and all they're they're getting ready for doomsday. So anyways, those two guys though, they're buying all this personal protective equipment, you know, guns and everything. But they both <laughs> and got, just caught corona. <laughs> but they both got N95 masks on and one guy had his up here on his head and then the other guy <laughs> had his down here under his neck. Both of them had gloves on though. I'm and I'm like, yo, what them. the what is it? <laughs> this is the type of stuff that I'm not understanding. What is wrong with people? Why even bother? It's yeah, kind of so what I, like, why even bother? Makes uh, no sense at all to me. Uh, um, so I'm trying to pull crazy. this picture in and it won't let me for some That reason. is just crazy. I don't even know what to say about why that. Because why even like go through the trouble of grabbing a mask or whatever? Like just tree ball it, I guess. <laughs> just take yes. it all off if you're not going to do it right. Yeah, you almost are making it worse for yourself here's, by doing that. No, here's the thing. You really are making it worse. People that don't know how to wear gloves properly and do gloves properly, they are worse because they have like this superman sense because they have gloves on so they're touching everything and them gloves are just so contaminated y'all thought all. i was lying right y'all i hope y'all didn't think i was lying look at this oh my god this is the this is her gloved hand now with her with her uh with her hand on her on her phone up against her face and this is her ungloved hand with hold the on she had her phone it. too i told you first she oh took it god, off to spark the that. cigarette up and then she went from the cigarette to her phone still with the gloved hand this is the huge this is a huge no-no like, don't do this. Whatever you guys do, do not do this. This is this is what I'm talking about. Right you need here. to crop and zoom and like this is a this is a don't. This, this is what is you it. don't do. So I had to snap a picture. This was like this wasn't even as bad as it got, but I had to snap that picture. And she was in and out of the store and so on and so forth. So like, just be careful. So let's talk so like, about yeah. Let's talk about some of the best practices and like how it's changed. Just doing. We talked about like just day to day normal things like just going to the store going out to buy something going grocery shopping it's changed the way you do things completely for instance your couple best practices put your phone in your pocket and leave it there put your wallet leave your purse in the car leave your wallet in the car just take the card that you need your id and your card if you want whatever and put that you're trying to limit the things that you have to touch if you're going to wear gloves it makes zero sense to glove up and then touch everything in the store and i always think like this now i just got covid hands i just got corona hands now now you're touching your purse. Now you're touching everything in your purse. You're touching your phone. People don't think about that, and they're not going to disinfect all that. So you wear the gloves for nothing. So some of you guys know I'm an EMT. And in EMT school, they teach you how to don and doff gloves. So that means putting them on and taking them off in order not to get, like, contaminants or pathogens on you, right? So it's so serious. Like, in an ambulance, you don't even wear those gloves in the front of the ambulance. You always take the gloves off before you get out of the back where all the contagion could be at or where pathogens could be. And then when you get in the front, you don't have gloves on. So that whole front, that, that front compartment is supposed to be sterile for the most part as far as anything in the back. So it's it's like when I'm walking around with that knowledge, I'm watching everybody around me and I'm just like, yo, this thing ain't never going to be over. Yo, people are spreading <laughs> this thing everywhere. like crazy. Like everything that they just touch is now contaminated now. So things that I've seen that I'm going to break down how you don't do. So never, first of all, never take the gloves off in the store and then like use another glove to put the one on because that is you just defeated all purpose. Don't touch anything you're not going to put in your cart and take with you. So that means don't, oh, I'm going to look at this apple and I'm going to put that apple back and I'm looking at this orange. Now you're contaminating all of that stuff. So secondly, what I see people do is they'll take the gloves, they'll have the gloves on and touch, say, for instance, their cart and then go touch their phone. So like. Now you just contaminated whatever's on that cart now is on your phone. 
So like when she just talked about, like when you talk, touch all these different things with your hands with that. So I go through maybe four or five pairs of gloves in the store. If I'm going to use, if I'm going to take gloves off, I put, I take both off and I put two back on or whatever to care. I never take one off and then put another one on. Don't put it in just, your pocket. Don't put later. it in your pocket. <laughs> but one other thing, when you put the gloves on, we already talked about this the other day, but put the gloves on completely. And then when you take them off, you're going to pinch here. Pull this glove off, right? Now you have that glove off and inside out, so there's no contaminants, all the contaminants on the inside. Then you take your finger and you run it up in here and turn and pull it off like that. Now you have both gloves off. Now you can take those gloves, throw them in the trash. Don't throw them on the parking lot floor because then somebody trash. else has got to the pick them up. Yeah, so make sure you throw those yeah. off in the trash. That's a huge best practice, um, yeah. The way that I take off my mask, this is the, this is the process I always do. And now masks also... We have to be fitted for those N95s. That means we have to go in. I talked about this before, but with a clean shaven face, those masks have to be fitted to us. And then they put like something over our head and spray to make sure that we can't taste it. So that tells that it's got a nice seal, right? So if you got a big beard and you're wearing an N95 mask, I mean, it's better than nothing, but you're still at risk, right? And so if you're not wearing the mask correctly, some people I've seen had the mask up over their nose and not over their whole mouth or over their mouth and not over their nose. I seen one guy in there today that had a scarf over his mouth and not over his nose. We understand this is a respiratory disease, so it gets through. However, whatever is the whatever is the trail to your lungs, which means your nose and your mouth is the don't way that it's going to get. Yeah, yeah so don't that, that's stupid, right? So the way that I take my, I put my mask on with bare hands. I mean, obviously I hand sanitize, but I put my mask on with bare hands. Then I put my gloves on. Then when I get back in the car, I always like, I'll take the gloves off on the outside of the car, open my car door handle with my mask still on. I'll get in the car. I'll put sanitizer on my hands, then take my mask off, put it to the side. Then I put more hand sanitizer on my hands. So that's the process. And I it's, go it's a lot of steps. And it's a lot because you're talking about that. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute about you know, even grocery shopping. And when you're shopping and you're bringing things into your house, if you don't take these steps and you don't take like the steps we're going to talk it's about as far as groceries, nothing. it's all for nothing. You're just gonna, it, staying at home means nothing because you just kill all of that work, you know. So, so like if I'm out and about and all of a sudden I'm just like, uh, and touch my nose, it's like <laughs> everything's like, what? Because I realize now I just screwed up completely. Everything I've been doing for no. six weeks now is dumb as hell. I just did. I now I got Corona all over me. <laughs> now I got Corona. So I, I make it a point. Like when you're wearing gloves, it's almost like you're not going to touch your face. Because those gloves get nasty feeling. And they feel like they're, they feel icky. So it really does yeah. keep you from touching certain things. But. In service. So let's talk a little bit about, let's do some myth busting. Because we, we've, we've seen a lot of. before we do that, I want to talk about the groceries. Let's talk about the girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, when I went out today, I went I went to the shop and I got what I talked about earlier. Then I went to the store and grabbed a bunch of um, a bunch of uh, groceries and stuff that we needed. So I'm going to show you guys just a little bit about that. So like this was the grocery haul. Right part here. of it because this a is part of the grocery yeah. haul. And this is part part of the haul that I brought home. Anyways, this was this was some of it. Um, so, so just this as a reminder, that. the bags are contaminated. You got to throw those away. Everything's contaminated at this point. Everything you, you got to think like that. that. Every single thing you bring in the house is contaminated. Exactly. So that's that. And then this, this is an interesting video. This is actually Erica disinfecting all of that stuff. And this isn't all of it, but some of it. This We disinfected every piece of it, but this is just some of the actual. Uh... And what I do very last is so. What I do is when I bring everything, you have to have one spot, which is the contaminated spot, and then a spot that's the non-contaminated. So you got to do them in two separate places. So I keep everything on the floor because I can clean the floor up easily. But you take everything out of the bags and 
wipe everything down with disinfectant wipes. I use a lot of them. Then I put it up on the not contaminated counter. Then I spray it down with the Lysol, let it, because you spray it till it's wet. And then I'll wipe that down with another clean. And be in between each one, I'm washing my hands. I'm putting, you know, hand sanitizer, throwing everything away, putting everything out of the house. So I got done and I was like tired. <laughs> I was like, that was, this is a chore. What's later to say, not going to lie, my first shopping trip out, trip out after the lockdown, I put my money in my pocket, but then dragged my purse in. Then touch my purse handles with my gloves. I was mentally messed up the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had the... Corona that day. That was like, that's it. You had Corona until you didn't. It was like, all right, every time you do that, it's like, all right, 14 day quarantine all over again. Like, it's like the day one. You ever seen those like day 22 without incident? I told Mike, we're going to put that up on our door because we got a little whiteboard. I'm like, for real, every day three without incident. incident. Absolutely. Like... No, I get it, yo. Like every day, like every time I go out of the house, my 14 days of quarantine starts over. I'm telling you. Then I go by the whole, what's the, how do the symptoms happen after a day? And I, of course, my my throat starts hurting just as the day is supposed to happen with the symptoms. It's just ridiculous. Y'all, I had a coughing fit right before we went live. That, that's why I was on a little bit late. Yeah, she's been like killing a, me with these coughing fits, y'all. Like, it was just like a wrong tube thing, but it was so I'm convinced sick. she's got corona, but it's like the light level of one, just a dry cough one. I was over there, so I was trying to like go in the bathroom before it came on fully, so Mike didn't do the... Are you yeah, okay? No. I was like, oh, man. So, yeah, Layla, I get it totally. What's, what's I feel that 100%. We have bins in the pickup, and, and whatever we buy goes directly into the bin. Bin comes into the garage. Outside of, outside of bags are disaffected. If it needs to come in the house, it is thoroughly disaffected and left several minutes. Yep. If yep. it can wait, it is left in the garage a few days, then lightly disinfected before coming in the house corona crisis absolutely so true i mean and it's work it's a lot of work but if it's you're not again if you're not doing it then you know it, and then just understand how long it does live on surfaces and the different types of surfaces and stuff like that you know she says seriously i coughed later that day and then locked myself in my room away from the kids <laughs> oh, all the kids had Corona out there. You were the only one who probably didn't have it. All the kids walking around with Corona like it ain't no joke. Like what did I nothing. call those kids when we were riding bikes? Little Corona kids. I was like, look at all these little Corona carriers. Yeah. <laughs> because they say like kids, they get colds. They get coronaviruses quite often. So they do build up a huge immunity. You, you know you know that, Lay. Like kids have cold. There's like some kids that just perpetually have a cold. They're they're always, you know, sniffling, sneezing a little bit. And kids do build up that immunity. They not so. mixing in with the like blow pop juice and like and that's what i call the little east side kids with sticky hands it is not two different socks on one real dirty (laughs) one's real dirty why just one though because they that's the one sock they ain't changed that's some real stuff though like corona kid like they're little little corona corona carriers every little kid is a carrier i call them corona carriers that little dude i'm like yo stay away i'm so happy we don't got no little kids and i'm not saying nothing bad because i do love little kids but it would I just be would look stressful. at them every day like, yo, stay away. Like, I swear, I would it's be really stressful. paranoid about little kids. It's stressful. And they don't know how to, like, social distance. They don't know no better. They don't know how to cover their cough. Look, mommy, I found a popsicle. Is <laughs> eating on something. Like, no. Just put it to you like this. And this is something every mom on here should know. If you have ever had your child sneeze directly into your mouth slash face. You're a parent that's happened. You're a parent. You yeah. are now a parent, officially. <laughs> So, yeah, I've gotten a lot of calls about, like, what N95s at work, what masks to work. And I've seen this really good clip on uh, Facebook where this guy was actually spraying spraying this, like, vapor mm-hmm. into him. 
and you could show what the cloth masks would protect from and what the N95s would actually protect from. And the N95 is definitely the way to go. It's going to protect you. It's what we use and, you know, and first responders use to actually, and it's what the doctors and everybody else use. So if you can get your hands on one of those, wear it. If you can't get your hands on one of those, wear the other mask. I mean, it's not going to be any barriers you can put over your face from taking a mist in. Is gonna be good. I mean, when somebody farts, what do you do? You put your shirt up over your nose, and <laughs> it stops the smell. It. So that's all the same. I mean, I don't know what the what the percentage of how much it can keep out or keep what the cloth masks do. And if you are looking for masks, um, you ch try to check online. There are some places, reputable spots. My brother found some at a reputable spot, N95 masks, and I think that they it was twenty five dollars for a pack of five and then there was like five dollars shipping so that's like six dollars a mask that's not bad at all i have a question cloth mask i work from home and only leave for grocery pickups and doctor's appointments i want one for uh, for these occasions i say better than nothing others have said why bother anybody to say why bother makes absolutely no <clears throat> sense if you i mean why bother putting i don't i, I guess the, the way i don't I, even know how to draw a yeah i don't know I, I do but it would probably be a little nasty but I think that the aspect of why bother doesn't make any sense at all. Why not bother? Why, 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 if it could help even just a little bit, think about this, it would keep somebody spit off your mouth. Thank so you. like it would keep like that stuff off you. So ultimately what I keep reading from the experts is something, uh, something is better than nothing. And then on the flip side of that, like we talked about yesterday, the CDC is re recommending everybody wear them because it at least will if, say you're an asymptomatic carrier. You're somebody that has it, has no symptoms. You're at least not getting anything out in the world now because you've got at least a bear. It's a barrier. Think about that, y'all. It's a barrier. Yeah, Any barrier better is than better none. than none. So if you I mean, if you if you have to go out, right? Yeah. And if you have to go out, why not use it? That's the thing. You know, and exactly. I don't try to leave if I don't have to go out. And I know a lot of people are like, why would you leave to go get the purchase a gun? Because that's safety. And that's like, in my opinion, I don't know where this thing is going to go. I mean, you're already going out anyway. But I don't know where this thing is going to go. Like, I mean, I am very much doomsday prepper in my mind. I, I'm and my anybody can attest to this. I see the worst and I look at signs and I, I'm just as bad as some of the conspiracy theorist people. But I just don't talk about it all with y'all. But I don't know that this is going to turn out to be just six months down the line, we're going to be back to normal, right? So like with all the stuff that we know is going on, all the things like financially that are happening, people aren't really putting in perspective how bad that is or it's going to be. So I, you just don't know where this thing is going. And if it ever got to a certain point, I want to be protected. So that's why yeah. I made the trip. But um, what's what do we got here? What's Dr. Buchanan says? We have only done one trip for supplies since the lockdown. I won't go out again for a long time. Only one of us went. He stripped off everything while in the garage, sprayed everything he touched after touching it as he made his way <laughs> naked to the shower. That's awesome. <laughs> Close our stuff. See how you got to do it, though. No, yo, like that's that real is stuff. that's real as hell, man. And that's that why real. you guys don't have to worry when exactly you, when you go out. I worry when I'm going come that out extra for the next mile, doing what you're supposed to be doing. And and he's a Marine, too. So he he knows how to and she, she said something important. Let me just say only one of us goes. Stop taking the whole damn family to Walmart, please. Everybody does not need to go to Walmart. She says KN95 masks are fairly readily available and actually filter more than N95. Good I've never to heard know. of the KN95. They're dropping knowledge on y'all. I've never heard of that one. So that's good news have to know. To look that up. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the 95 on this, from what I was told and what we have learned, is that that's the percentage that it filters out is 95. So they have 95, 98, 9, and 100s that I'm pretty sure of also. 
So absolutely, KN95. I can look that up. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at that. So, anyways, I got one call today. They was asking about N95 masks, and you sent me a picture of them, and they were highly Chinese lettered up. Which I can't say. I'm not gonna like be biased and be like, well, because it's you know like that, I wouldn't trust it. But at the end of the day, um, I don't know to trust it, so I don't want to give anybody bad advice and say that's yeah. a good one. I just know the ones that we use. And the name brands that we use. And I don't think that we're going to run into a bootlegger or anything like that. So, you know, anybody can fashion an N95 mask out of whatever and try to package yeah. it and sell it. So just be careful of all of that, I guess. And at the end of the day, it's still better than nothing. Yes. And I would say I, I would be more worried about like price gouging. If it's if they're gouging, that's where I'd say no, you know. But like you said, the whole counterfeit thing or whatever, for me, uh, any barrier is better than none at all. That's just, a fact. It's still better than And I'm like the worst type of person to be like, I don't, you know, well, why bother? Why bother? Because I'm like, okay, cool. You don't bother. We just won't be seeing each other throughout this then. Right. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. <laughs> right. That's kind of how I play it. When yeah, guys like, oh, exactly. I mean, so that's another thing. Like, I seen this video and I posted it on my Facebook about, like, this is a problem in our environment, yo, like, in my community. And I can speak from that community because I'm a part of it. We just do not take nothing serious. And I talked about and touched on it earlier that we go through so many traumas and so much crazy stuff in our lives that we just don't allow things to scare us. Or we say, like, we're just going to be we're going to be tough through that. Or we play like this. I, and I call them like Corona thugs. They're just like, yo, man, hell with the Corona. The Corona ain't nothing. And I want everybody to see me not caring about Corona. Therefore, I'm going to post pictures of me and videos of me with 100 people out here saying F the Corona, drinking, sharing bottles. That's still happening in our communities, yo. And the video that I seen was from Detroit. And it was like a gas station set up where they were at the gas station flaunting money and talking about F the Corona. We ain't worried about that. And even in that video, there was guys with gloves on, no mask, but gloves on. And it's like, this is why, this is why it's going to hit our our community harder than anybody else we just don't take too much serious show it's a and i don't know if it's like a it, it it's a it's a cultural things even in in my communities i've seen in our area like lansing area i see i've seen lives where people are still partying at their house and i seen one they had a like a hookah and i like i i was so shocked people were like eating and like handing stuff to each other and like sharing stuff and i'm just like it was just so shocking. Oh, I've known them I, for 20 years. It doesn't matter. I was just like, you got, and I know, like, I know we think that, you know, Verners can kill anything and some honey and lemon tea, like Abuela said, but that ain't going to work for this, y'all. I'm just like, please. Just... Man, you guys don't even know how bad I want to see my friends, yo. Like, I'm, <sighs> I'm telling you, I miss my friends. Every weekend, me and my friends, we get together and just cry on each other's shoulder or laugh our, until our guts bust and i ain't been able to do that for a month now it's been tough and we've even sat like i talked about the other day and thought like well we could just go and, like over their house if we stayed outside and like Social did a bonfire distance. but no you just got to be careful man and it's not worth it yo i don't we don't know enough about this every day it changes every day it's one day it's it can only be wash your hands. And then the next day, it's like, well, don't cough and don't be around anybody that coughs. And then the next time, it's like, well, it could just be somebody talking and you can catch it. We don't know if it comes through your and eyes. I don't want to like, be a day late on that. Like, nobody knows really anything yet. So just take the time. Let them figure it out. And then we'll, then we'll be able to start mingling in or when they start testing everybody. And then you can know that we don't have it. Don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's even going to be a fix for it. I don't know that we're ever going to get back to normalcy. 
because I just came in and I wiped my whole wallet down. I had to wipe every credit card I used down. And I was just thinking, like, if this thing is just something that's going to be out in the air from here on out, that's just life as we see it now. Like, there's life is just not going to never be the same. It'll be good because we'll make it good. We're resilient people. But it's just not going to be how it was. You're not going to be able to just slap your wallet out, throw a card on the table, five people look at it to see it, put it in, touch everything, and then come home and not think about it. It's never going to be I mean, until, you know, until, again, when with time under our belts, that's when, you know, better, more treatments, you know, stronger, more effective, proven treatments come in, vaccines come in. Those are things that, you know, then it becomes like the flu or pneumonia or things like that where we now have vaccines against it and lots of treatments and we know about the virus we know how it replicates we know how bad it can get we know all the we know nothing about but this, so though. this is the point i'm trying to make even to that babe is that we now have been touched by something america is not on we're not untouchable and that's what we all feel and i don't care who you are when you've seen this happening in asia when people see ebola happening in africa you know that will never get over here. We don't mm-hmm. ever have to worry about it that way here mm-hmm. in Podunk, Lansing. It's never going to happen. Well, now we know that when something breaks out over there, it could just as easily break out here. Yeah. So therefore, regardless of if we have a treatment for this or not, that's going to be great. But the idea that something could be transmitted that way and go this way is always going to be in the for back sure. of our minds. So anytime yeah. you see something somewhere, which is good to be that yeah. aware, yeah. but awareness can turn into you know, craziness well, and paranoia sometimes. Yeah, you don't want that. But just that's a very good point because it really showed us that it's not one. It's not always Americans tend to be, you know, very. Uh, this is a they problem. America. Them. <laughs> it's their problem. It's them. It's they. It's those people. Even if it's, it's in their own city. There. Yeah, we that's are their very problem much, over on Cedar. Yeah. That's not our problem on the or west the, side. You know, here like, that what? side of town. It's like, wow, but we're really bad with that. And now we know there are cracks in our foundation. There's terrible holes in our healthcare system, all these different our things. Our presidency. Like, gosh, I mean, it's just, we can't ever go back to the way it was. No, it won't. It won't be the same, but are we, we're going to have a new normal. What what that is yet, we don't know, but we definitely will have a new normal. Um, and it, hopefully it's not anything crazy like it is now. I mean, I think that we're going to get to the bottom of some of it and be able to figure this situation out, but yeah, it's not so. going to be how it ever was before. Not that, and this is like for us and for me, for our communities, this is a good thing. Like all these systems that have been in place, they're getting broken down because they're realizing that we do need healthcare for everybody. Things need to be how they are, they need to be. Like the student loan aspect is going to have to be looked at. I mean, all of these things that we've suffered for through are going to have to be looked at, you know, so that people can work from home and students can, can yeah. get an education from home. It can be a hybrid. You know, a lot of us, there's a lot of people like myself that live with chronic illness and work full time. You know, not everybody can, but that that's difficult because you I, I've noticed like the time that it takes to kind of get it. Mornings tend to be the worst time. When you don't feel well consistently, mornings are your worst time and you have to do that whole getting ready to go out in the world and go into work and that drive and the commute and all these different things. Uh, It was a really good video I watched. They were showing like a normal day and they showed the person getting up and showering and getting ready and doing all this and then jumping on the train and going here and doing all this and that. And then now it's like get up, get ready still, you know, for the day, but then going and working from home. So all these different things are showing us there's so many things that we can do that you know everybody was saying that we couldn't and i i love it so we have i want to pull up um 
trying to find surfaces. I think that's what yeah, because that's a big one as far as oh, um, the grocery over? shopping and oh, stuff like that. Oh, I didn't like get that. it over. Oh, so, anyways, okay. what we what we found and it's been multiple different reports, but I'm going to pull this one. It's the sources, the New England Journal of Medicine, and they talk about lifespan of the COVID-19 on surfaces, right? So it says in the air, three hours in the air. I don't know how, I don't know how much I believe that, but I will say this though. You ever walked into a room, nobody's in there, but you smell a fart. That's kind of like how I feel about the COVID. That's you know what such I'm saying? a disgusting like, analogy, but that's true. It's real though. Like things that are, are <laughs> in the air or if it's misted, like for instance, if somebody uh, sneezes, it's misted, right? So that mist kind of stays, or if you vape, uh, if you vape a cigarette, you can see like how the smoke kind of just lingers and it'll stay there. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's something that um, I can kind of understand and believe that it does stay in the air a little bit. So that's why being out in the world with a mask on is probably very important. I mean, those infographics that they're showing, there, there's several different um, in the CDC being one of them. They're putting that out that, that this is this is how long it is in the air surfaces and all that. So and they don't really know. But yeah, and how this can is they know? this is what they're like knowing, and I think they're trying to do a lot more testing, which means that they're actually testing the air, testing the surfaces to really see how long before we keep checking it and it's not there anymore. Yeah, and so then copper was four hours; it could stay on copper. Um, cardboard was 24 hours and I've seen different reporting on this. I've seen cardboard could be anywhere from one to three days. Um, so that means when you get packages, yeah, when you get packages in the mail, we spray all of that stuff down. Or if we bring something home from the store that's in a box, we'll spray that box down or just take whatever's in there out of the box, throw the box away. Um, excuse me, stainless steel, two to three days and polyurethane or no poly. That's Probably pla propylene plastic or just plastic. Plastic, anything plastic. Three days, it says. So, I mean, washing your hands is definitely important. Definitely, definitely important. I don't know. We've seen this video of this guy that was buying a pop and he had set it on the table and the woman went to grab it. He was like, man, get your hands off. You could have that Corona. But when you see people like, so think of why when you go to the store and you're buying groceries and that lady's checking all your stuff off with gloves on. Come on, man. I mean, you know, that that tells you right there you got to wipe all your stuff down. Exactly, because her gloves, have, you know, that person's gloves no are question. definitely contaminating. And I'll try to, I'll, I'll throw a post up. Um, I'll link some stuff. I always try to, you know, link different things if we have a guest on or whatever. But there's a lot of good, that, those infographics, so you can kind of see them. And then there's uh, the video of the guy that's testing the masks with the aerosol, because that's a really good video to watch. So check out the page for that. And then one about hand washing, which I know we should all know how to wash your hands, but it was a really good one because they use blue paint. So it's just white gloves. And then they use blue paint to kind of show you how you should wash your hands. Otherwise, you're not getting everything that you think you're getting. So I thought that was a really cool video. Yeah. So we have some myths that we want to bust, too. So we're going to go into some of that on some of the things that people have said. And let me see. I'm going to pull it up here. So myth busting. Let's see. There and is no. So can can regularly rinsing your nose with saline help prevent infection with the new coronavirus? And the answer to that, this is from who the World Health Organization, in case you guys say says who I'll say who says <laughs> Anyways, no, there is no evidence that regularly rinsing the nose with saline has protect, protected people from the infection with the new coronavirus. There is some limited evidence that regularly rinsing the nose with saline can help people recover from more quickly from the common cold. However, regularly rinsing the nose has not been shown to prevent respiratory infections. Good to know. 
So you can't flush so it out. That's one thing I heard a lot of people say is like, well, I can just keep rinsing my nose and so on and so forth or whatever the case is. Well, now you're, you're the who is saying that that's not necessarily going to be it. Right. Um, so drinking frequent or excessive alcohol consumption can increase your risk of heart problems or health problems. We know that. But so people are saying, well, drinking alcohol can protect you from the coronavirus. We know that that's not true. We know that drinking alcohol from what people have said and what we already know about alcohol can inhibit your immune system. So yeah. that would be worse for you if you're going to be out being exposed to it or if you're going to be, it gives your immune system a less fighting chance to break. Yeah. It and it can actually increase your health problems, which makes you more susceptible to getting a virus like yeah, COVID. I drink, but I have not been drinking as of late. I haven't drank to get drunk or to have a buzz in four weeks now. So I drink like my little cup that you guys sometimes see me drinking Sipping out here. It. It's like I drink maybe a shot of uh, Crown Royal the whole show and that's it. Because I don't, I mean, I just don't want to get to my, to that point where I can't fight something off if I was possibly to get it. I've heard this one a lot. Oh, I just need to take a hot bath on it. Taking a hot bath to, to prevent it. Get your temperature up. Sweat it out. Heat it out. Taking a hot bath does not prevent the new coronavirus. That is from the World Health Organization. It will not prevent you from catching it. Your normal body temperature, it says it's going to remain around 36.5 Celsius, regardless of the temperature of your bath or shower. And we I don't want to talk Celsius. That's I don't that's know how true. to do the Celsius, but we know 98.6 is the 98. normal temperature 6. of your body. Yeah. Basically, the takeaway is it doesn't change your core temperature, you know, your internal just from taking a hot but bath. What but what we do know is the reason why we get a we get a elevated temperature when we're sick is because that's your immune system trying to fight off infection. Yeah. So like that's where us, sweating it out and fevering, letting yeah. your fever go comes so from. So for us, like first responders who are constantly uh, touched with different things and so on and so forth. They say it's good to like jump in the hot sauna, stay mm -hmm. in like, uh, you know, get your body temperature up, be not because you're sick, but just getting it up can help to fight Well, off. it's for the same reasons that my doctors, you know, tell me not to spend too much time in a hot tub or hot showers or saunas or things like that, because what it does is it activates your immune system. Here's and for me, I, that's bad. Here's when I good. seen somebody ask earlier. So can mosquitoes transmit the? Can they can transmit the coronavirus? That's scary as hell, that would be yo. Scary. Like, but so this is what it said. To date, there has to date. Now, mind that they it's don't important. know completely yet. But to date, there has been no information nor evidence to suggest that the new coronavirus could be transmitted by mosquitoes. So, because it's a respiratory virus which spreads primarily through droplets or sneezes or so on. They don't believe that that would be a way that it could be. And that does. I get, that and I know it sense. says to date and that's just because they haven't done the research on it. But that makes sense. It's a respiratory virus. Right. So. so can exposing yourself to extreme temperatures prevent you from catching the coronavirus? It's no. You can catch COVID-19 no matter how sunny or how hot the weather is because people keep saying, well, when the summer comes, it'll stop this and it'll stop it'll that. It'll die off. It'll die off. And they've, they've come, the World Health Organization has said that, no, that's not true. Exposing yourself yeah. to the sun or temperatures higher than 70 degrees, I believe 25 degrees Celsius would be, does not prevent the coronavirus disease. Yeah. So. And countries with very hot weather have reported cases of COVID. So, well, it, that's countries don't matter. Florida's 89, 90 yeah, degrees right now, and they're yeah. one of the top states. So, it doesn't matter. Obviously, we know that. Um, let's see. Oh, if you hold your breath for 10 seconds and you can without passing out, 
does that mean that you're you don't have any fibrosis in your or without coughing or without coughing i saw it on facebook a lot i saw a lot of people commenting and telling people well just do this try this and then you'll know right that is not true being able to hold your breath (coughs) go get out of here Y'all, I was trying to hold that cough for like, See what I'm talking about? Like, this is what she's been doing to me. This is what she's been doing to me for the last three weeks. I swear, when I say all trust is gone in the relationship in that moment, I was stifling that cough for like two minutes until I couldn't know. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's a common occurrence. Yeah. She's been doing that for four weeks now. I, I explained, yeah. It's know, lupus. Lupus it acting My vocal cords be acting up. That's Every that. once in a while, lupus is slap her on her back and she has to cough. <laughs> anyway, so being able to hold your breath for 10 seconds or more without coughing or feeling discomfort does not mean you are free from the coronavirus. That is completely wrong. That's a, a myth and it's not accurate whatsoever. No, it's a no-go. Um, this is see. not a good test I think to it's the last one. Does the new coronavirus affect older people or younger people also susceptible? Are are younger people also susceptible? Yes, we know now completely that everybody and anybody can catch this and anybody can have a bad outcome from it. Doesn't matter your age. And it really doesn't even matter. I mean, it does matter your health condition because we don't know enough yet. They haven't said enough yet with the young people that have died, whether or not they had underlying diseases or anything like that. But also, like we talked about earlier, do they know they have underlying? So how do they know when you have underlying? Most times because you'll go in there and say, I have lupus. Yep. But if somebody doesn't know that. if you were looking at me, you would never know that. Right. So if they don't know that person has underlying, then they wouldn't know, you know, that they have. And they're finding things out post-mortem, unfortunately, and that's going to take a really long time. Yeah. So I would say to anybody and everybody, lock yourself down. Regardless of how old you are, you can get sick and die from this. Period. Just point be blank. responsible. They Cover don't yourselves. know enough yet to say indefinitely that because you're the, between the ages of five and twenty-five, you don't have a risk factor. You're not gonna get it. So like, no, it's not a thing. Fact is, we don't know enough yet. So I would just stay safe. And yes, we Absolutely. know that it can affect every single one of those people. So Absolutely. So something something I wanted to ask everybody, too, is because this is really important and and it's a lot of COVID, COVID, Corona. And some people have more time on their hands right now. So I wanted to and and we talked with Tashmika uh, yesterday and talked about some of the the dangers and the stress and all that. And then Monday, we've got Dr. Buchanan on. We're going to talk a lot more about mental health. So what is everybody doing for self-care right now? I'm interested to kind of know because I think that's really important. You're going to always see on Facebook all these things like if you don't have a new side hustle out of this, if you're not using this time to do all these grand things. And some people are like, dude, I'm just trying to get through the day, man. My anxiety level is like peak right now. And I really feel that. I understand that. And I just want to tell these people like, chill if that's how you're dealing with it and you're way more productive and you're getting all these things done the person over here might not be they might be less productive because it's stressful and there are parents that are trying to work from home and trying to take care of their kids and have a spouse that is out there on you know as an essential worker there's a lot going on so i was not i was not okay and i can be honest with y'all and say that i was not okay the we first, had a rough couple weeks the first week was the worst for me i was not okay i was worried about my whole family my dad and my mom are both at that age that's vulnerable my wife having lupus um my son being an hour away my other kids being where they're at so i was not okay period point blank and then i was watching the whole world so 
my anxiety levels were way up. And I was like, I've always talked about, and I've talked about on here also that I always, I'm kind of at a level because of everything that I'm going through anyway. So this hit happened when I talked about yesterday about somebody living at like a seven, as far as anxiety and so on goes, and then something crazy happens, they jump over that. So I was there and I talked to my psychologist, Dr. Buchanan, and I worked through a lot of that and I'm better now. So one of the things I did to get over that fear of this situation is bringing back rationale about what predicament I'm actually in. So when you watch the news and you see New York having hundreds of people die overnight, we're not in that situation here right now. So I put, and this through suggestion to my doctor, put notes up around your house to tell you when you're feeling okay about the situation. Cause when I'm really bad off, I'll reel on it. I'll, I'll get anxious and I'll reel on it and I'll think about how bad it is. And if I could possibly have it, or if my wife does, and I'm thinking all the worst case scenarios. Right. But then when I'm in a better mood, I think like, man, that was so crazy how I was feeling. You know, that was ridiculous. We know we're not in that situation here. I take care of myself. I'm doing all the right things. But when you're reeling, you don't have the time to think all of those to recall all of that. So one of the things that she taught me was write down your your rational thinking when you're thinking rational so that when you're spiraling, you can immediately see it. So what I did on my TV or on my uh, door over here, I took some paper plates and I wrote down things that made me that, that I was thinking when I was in a rational mind, when I wasn't stressed and anxious anymore. I wrote those things down. So now. It's been three and a half weeks, three weeks, three weeks fully that we've been yeah. in the house and I'm better now, like day to day, I'm better. So when I first, when this first started happening, when I wake up in the morning, it was like a, waking up from a bad dream. When you have that immediate relief, you're like, oh, wow, that was a terrible dream. And then the yep. ration, the right realization that that wasn't a dream. This is real. This is going Still on. Here. And that was, that was haunting me, yo. It was haunting me for a long time. Like I told you, I'm very brave when it comes to doing things like running into a fire or but when it comes to things I can't rationalize with or protect other people that I love from, it, I mean, I got weak. You know what I'm saying? And, and something you guys should know, too, is, you know, our my mother-in-law, you know, she's in Florida now. And that's fairly new for us. So she's very far away. and has Taken care of, though, thank goodness. Thank, thank goodness. Um, Big Mike, dad, you know, he was journeying on his way from Florida to here. So he wasn't here yet. So that was very stressful. And then... I literally, I want to say the week that all this really hit the fan where my job was like, all right, go home and work from home. I got hit with a, a, one of the worst flares that I've had in a very long time. And yeah. what a flare is, is a flare is a huge peak and up, uptake of, of symptoms um, and a really bad flare for me. Um, which is, it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about, but just, it's important to know it can literally leave you bedridden. And that's where I was at. I was really, really bad off. No, the flare for her looks just like the flu. Yeah. It's really awful. And it for me, like and I, we're talking, you know, literally in a, in a bad one for me, I was literally bedridden. You might run a low grade fever. You can't get out of bed fatigue. Um, you know, I get inflammation everywhere. So this is happening at the peak where he's worried and stressed out. And I, here I am sick as all hell. It was just it was off. It was like I literally the kept cough saying came on like one minute. <laughs> like we were sitting at that cough you heard earlier. She was in the kitchen and it came on like that. And it was like got for like a whole night. It was like that, like where I wanted to take her in to get tested. Like, yeah, it was it, really bad. But that's how her flares always come. And I kept having to remind him. And I, and this is how I, you know, I was very conscious of that. I just said, babe, remember, I know my body. I know what's, you know, what, and this is how I always gauge things. Is it new? 
Uh, is it worse or is it getting worse? So that's how I gauge things. Is this, is this a new symptom? Is this something new? That's something to pay attention to. None of it was new for me. I get, you know, feel like you get hit by a bus, joint pain, everything. I was, you know, feeling warm, feverish, coughing because my vocal cords in my throat get inflamed, you know, all these things. And he's just like, oh my God, you know, this is not a drill. And I'm like, nope, we're good. We're good. We're going to be fine. So that was a lot of stress in a very short period of time, I think. Yeah. So for, for you. What, what I was, what I wanted to talk about is how, I, how I came out of it. So like I said, again, talking to my doctor through these processes and having her bring me back to reality of what my real situation is, not the situation of the world, but what my real situation is. And some of the things I wrote down was those facts that I would come up with when I was thinking rationally and not tripping out. I would think things like, man, we're in Lansing. It's 116,000 people here. It's not like it, there's 116,000 people on the South side of Brooklyn in one, one neighborhood. So like you have to think about those type of things. So I'd write that down. That's something where you can like bring yourself back to reality um, it's almost like if you're standing, if you're scared of heights and you're up in a, in a building and you're looking down 50 floors, that's scary because it's 50 floors down, but you have to rationalize that I'm inside of a building. This building is a structure. I've got my feet on the ground. So these are the type of things that I would write up there is like, God's got me. God's got us. Like I'm, I'm prayed up. That's one. I'm taking care of things. I'm not going out uh, frivolously. I'm not going out unprotected. Um, those are the type of things that I had to put on my wall like literally on and I'll sh I'll take a picture of this and show it to you guys one day but um just put these things on the wall so that if I ever started to reel I could look up there and say okay those are the things that I realize that I know are real this what I'm talking about is all hypothetical so yeah. problem it becomes in your mind like what's what's probable and then what's the probability of it happening you don't ever think about the what's the probability of it happening it's more or less that's possible that could happen. Yeah. It could happen that my whole building gets COVID, everybody <laughs> dies, and then the building burns up, and then people come in loot, and all that's possible. But, but the, the probability between, of that yeah. happening are very, 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 very slim. It's, if you can live in that place right there where exactly. you think about the probability when you're thinking about the possibility, this is the stuff that my doctor helps me think of. So exactly. segueing into what we're going to be doing Monday is talking to Dr. Buchanan about some of these things how to cope, what mental health means, how to, how, to, how to take care of your mental health, even when you're by yourself. Because when you see a psychologist, like, a, again, it's not a magic pill. It's really like sitting down and talking with somebody, but you got to do the work. You got to go home and you got to think these things. And you got to train your mind to how do you think Navy SEALs do the things that they do? They're not just innately born not to be afraid of things or not to be nervous about things. They train that into their mind to stay calm in situations where most people throw their hands over their head and just run off screaming. Same thing in the fire service. You know, there's nobody wants to go in a burning building. Nobody thinks that's fun, but you train enough for it and train your mind enough to believe that you're going to be safe in that because of all those things. So that's kind of the same situation with anxiety and so on and so forth is training your mind to be able to work through that process while you're going through it. That's stuff that Dr. Buchanan can help with and get you places. I, I mean, I'm going to talk to her about how she wants to do go about this because I'm sure she has colleagues that do the work and whether or not she's booked up or not getting people help, they reach out. So if you guys have, you know, wanting to see somebody or want to talk about something, giving you a resource to talk through that. So that'll be Monday. Yeah. And I think she'll be able to kind of work through. Sometimes people just don't really know how to get help or what type of help that they need or where. And one of the hardest things is where to start. 
it, it's so hard because when you're feeling that way, if you're anxiety ridden or, or your depression is really bad, you don't feel like really doing anything. You don't feel like doing much. So she can, you know, provide some of the ways that you can seek that help. Or if you want to reach out, how do I find a psychologist? What's the difference between a therapist and a counselor and a psychologist and a psychiatrist and, you know, things like that. Um, and, and also some of the things you can do on your own, because like Mike said, it is a lot of work. You know, any good psychologist will tell you that it is they're giving you tools. It's not a magic fix. It's not a magic pill. It's not a magic thing. It's not something like here, go do this and you're going to be all better. It's a daily active, very fluid thing that you have to commit to and really be trying to do, um, which is why I had asked about, you know, what are you guys doing? What are people doing to kind of take care of their, their mind, body and soul? Um, and Layla, if we can put that up there, um, she said she is journaling, making my kids smile and laugh, mm. uh, clearing the clutter from my house prayer learning to do what i can and leave the rest up to god Absolutely. so that's a lot of good stuff there one thing is a clutter is a big one and it's hard because the last thing you feel like doing is cleaning or whatever when you're not feeling all that great but um something that i know always makes me feel better i think both of us is cleaning up the house and just kind of wiping everything down it smells good and it feels good mm-hmm. kind of declutters the mind too i think that's really important um journaling that's but journaling is good that's writing something my stuff doctor down. always tells me to do and i'm just i hate writing she gives me all the ways you can do it in your phone you can even do a voice note she gives me all the ways i'm just terrible patient when it comes to writing things down i hate doing it it's so i need to though because it does work yo. it's cathartic it's therapeutic to kind of get things out that's really important prayer no, yes work. faith is faith, faith is really important i say faith, a prayer yeah. multiple times a day for multiple people Faith and, brings me through a lot. Yeah, faith is something that um, people don't understand the strength of it. But when you understand the strength of it, you know if you don't, if you're losing it, you know that you've lost it. You know that you're losing it because outside of faith becomes fear and anxieties. Yeah, That's the best and, way it, I say. and if you've ever been faced in a situation which we have many situations in which all you can do is have faith. That's all you, got. you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And things are not great right now. And you're, you may be with health or whatever, even myself, sometimes all I've had to go on is faith that everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. But you know? faith with action, though. You can't yeah. just have faith. That's oh, for thing. sure. For yeah. sure. You um, got to do the work, too. So that's Monday. Dr. Buchanan, we're going to put her bio stuff up uh, tomorrow. And then you guys can all see all of that stuff. And then... Get your questions together. Yes, we definitely please. need people to be asking questions because that's what she's going to be on yeah, here for is to talk to some for. of that. So if even if you don't have that... questions about yourself, you know, it's always I'm asking for a friend is out there. Right. You can always yes. say that. Or maybe you're dealing with somebody that you think could use, you know, you being a, a support system for them. It's important to know how to be a support system to somebody that might be struggling. You know, so if there's something you want her to talk about. You know, shoot that over to us. That's what she's literally coming on for is to have those conversations. Yeah. So that's Monday. Tomorrow, we're going to bring on Matt Brown, Coach Brown, who if anybody caught his live earlier today, he was talking about all this stuff that's going on financially for the for this COVID and like how you can get in your put yourself in a good place financially as far as this COVID goes. And not to say like taking advantage of anything, but you're taking advantage of government stuff that's being handed out to people small businesses, how to get a house, um, how to fix your credit. I'm telling you, this stuff is so important for your mental health as well, because when your credit's good, it feels good. When you want to go buy that new thing that you want and you've got the money to do it and you got some credits, your credit's right, 
I mean, there's nothing worse than walking into some place for something that you got your eye on and you know you have the money to buy it. You got the right job. Everything is right. But that credit score is just a little too low. I mean, I've been there before. I've had the popcorn snatched out of my hand when I was looking at cars. And, you know, when you first come in there, everything is great. They give you, you all water? the gifts. Want a water? Want some popcorn? Then they go run that credit. And it's a whole different give scenario, a whole different story. <laughs> I've had the popcorn snatched out of my hand. So I know what it means to have bad credit and i know what it means to have good credit so There's matt a brown is definitely the guy for all of that i mean he changed my life with that back shoot three or four years ago yeah that'll be a really good one tomorrow it'll be a great for a sunday evening talk so he can drop some knowledge and some tips and some tools that maybe you can even start doing now cleaning up your credit is not as hard as you think it no, might be trust not. me and it you don't is gotta not pay nobody hard. no whole bunch of money no. to get it done either there's Did a it whole myself. lot you can do on your own on my own to get it straightened out and then you'll realize some things are just um, one thing he talked about, which I know is like a trade line is where you basically get yourself put on somebody else's credit card as a person who is an accessor. And that's one thing like, so for instance, if your parents have 850 credit scores and they put you on a credit card, you don't even have to have the actual credit card, but they put you on as an active user, mm -hmm. your credit score. If you have multiple of those, your credit score can boom just like that. If you're a person who has no credit, that means no negative yeah. or no credit at all. Yeah. If you got stuff on your credit that's bad, you're going to have to work on that. That's something that Matt Brown can help you with as well. Getting certain yeah. things taken off, telling you how to get them taken off, telling you what should be on there and what shouldn't be. Some things, I mean, creditors are not going to just take it upon themselves to take some debt nope. off of you. They, nope. They're they're going to keep it on as long as they can, but there's exactly. rules against how much they there's can keep There's ways on to there. dispute things that are super easy. Yeah. And these aren't things like, like, you know, urban legends or stuff like no. that. These are things that we've actually done. Matt yeah. Brown's actually done with people. We know somebody, um, a friend of ours, that told us a story about his parents putting him as a signer on one of their, what was it, like a $20,000 limit credit card or something like that? No, it like was that. an 850 credit card. 850 score, score is what it was. It didn't matter how much it was. Yep. So as soon as he turned 18, he, they put him on there um, as a signer. And he said when he graduated from college, he had perfect credit. Yeah, that was it. Credit. They just put him on a signer as, as a, it was something yeah. they did as a parent. This is the things that some people do, you know, and we. this is stuff that I didn't know anything about. No. Like I had no idea what that meant, you know, oh. what that was, or you, you could even do that. So when you find out about the stuff, it's like, wow, I've been working the hard way this whole time just because I didn't have the knowledge, you know? So yeah, exactly. this is the type of things we want to bring to the, bring to the forefront. So that'll so, be a good one tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of wrap things up on the, which Layla gave some really, really good tips on that. I think those are all great things to do. Um, I think for us personally talk, talking a lot to, to your people, you know, talk to your people, the people you care about. I try to FaceTime somebody at least a couple of times a day. Today, I talked to my mother-in-law, I talked to my brother, and I talked to my sister. I didn't get a hold of my mom. And my brother said, well, mom said she was going to call you. She never did. So I try to like literally talk to people every single day because that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, bubble baths, that helps. Taking a bubble bath and just kind of soaking and relaxing um reading that helps a lot i've been catching up with you on facebook steven alexander says i've been working in my woodworking shop putting my training room together and focusing on my martial arts training i love it absolutely so like what we did like if you want to know what we did i put this together yeah and i've been working this is like giving me a schedule so while i've been off too i've been this is kind of giving me a schedule that i wake up in the morning i'll come in here and do some editing get some stuff together get stuff together for the show, put this on YouTube, um, starting to build this situation up. So the first two weeks was rough. We didn't do any of that. So, but this oh, yeah, week I got awesome. to it, you know, and now I've got, 
Like I'm, I'm getting the things too that I haven't been able to do before. He's still yeah. working on my own mental health, meditation, yoga, stuff like that. Keeping myself out and about, you know, taking walks when I can to, to free my mind. Eating normally, we Eating realized good. we weren't really doing I didn't that. Eat no like, fast food or anything out out of a store outside, you know, I mean, like out of a fast food place in four weeks now. But even just eating normally too, because like for me, I noticed like I ate once today or whatever, but just try to eat at least a couple normal meals, cook dinner. You know, it always makes us feel kind of good to just cook a dinner, sit down, eat um, yoga meditation. If you've never done that, you, YouTube is, is a really great resource We're to have that. we yoga tonight. Yeah, so you, yoga and meditation like changed my life. Some bedtime yoga. <laughs> There's a uh, people, he's so stupid. Get so you pe- in some weird positions. Y- people's yoga. I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> so people's yoga is right here, right on the corner. We started off there, and I was kind of like, "Oh, it'll be cool." You know, I've heard about it. Man, I would leave there every time. Like, oh, that was just amazing. So yeah. now you get your own yoga mat. They're they're cheap. You can it's find like, them anywhere. It's like the gym. Like nobody's ever went to the gym and left the gym and was like, "Man, that sucked." Yeah, wish I wouldn't have went. You always go to the gym and leave and like, man. I'm so glad I did that. That felt great. Like you just feel good about yourself. So absolutely, what we do physically, like bike rides, is one of our yes, love. One of the things that I love to ride a bike. I always have my whole life. So I just recently purchased a new bike because our other one got stolen in the outfield. <laughs> um, but I just recently purchased a bike, and I love every minute of it. I ride it almost every day that I can, and um, I'm I, planning it, on still when it gets to be about yes. 70 degrees, riding the entire. Um, river walk. So from we're gonna the beginning work, to we're end, we're gonna work out that one. I don't know if I can make it, but you may not. But so I'll start and we'll drop you <laughs> yeah. off somewhere. I'm gonna finish it. We'll take a lunch, man. You could take a lunch on that river we walk. That. Take a lunch. You know, stop, eat. stop, eat, kick it. I mean, these are all things that you got to start. So like that's like the reset button that's been hit. All of these things that we love to do, we just was crammed with so much other things. But being just us and not having any outside distractions or you know any other people to be worried about entertaining. Like I've gotten back to some of the things that I cared about, you know, a lot about and not did, you know, so like that's yeah. that's awesome. I'm, I mean, absolutely. It's a reset. You know, as bad as the tragic as this situation is for some people, it can be a reset button, you know. And as it's important, you know, as bad as you might feel or how stressful it can be. And I totally get that. And as much as you might not physically feel like it, because I have those times where I don't necessarily physically feel like doing something, but getting outside and just any type of physical activity if you can do it is I, I can attest to this again it's not an opinion it makes you feel better just going for a walk breathing the fresh air outside going for a bike ride get your blood moving your heart rate up you always feel a little bit better when you're done you know mm-hmm. I, I would highly recommend doing that Absolutely. yoga meditation physical activity try to eat and comfort i mean we've done some comfort you know, stuff, get some snacks and, Man, and watch the hell out of some TV. I'm not going to ever say I'm just all this person is all in <laughs> working out. I will binge the hell out of some TV, but that's funny. That's like on a today, day like today when it's all rainy and nasty yeah. out. I cannot wait. My man Jeff told me about a new show out. Let me see. I'm going to see if anybody's heard of this one. He told me about this new show and I definitely told him I was going to watch it. It's called Operation Odessa on Netflix. He said it's not quite as ridiculous as the Tiger King, but it's a wild story. Okay, Operation so we're putting that Odessa. on the watch list. That'll so something I'm putting on the watch list. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to get him to watch it or not. I, I don't really know what it's about, but I have heard nothing but great things. Is uh, I think it's called Little Fires. I've heard great stuff about that. So 
Something I'm though, for anything. I don't watch anything. But something with Mike, this is, and I, I, I'd love to hear what y'all think about that. He hates watching something that only has one season of it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to be hung out to dry for a whole year. I'm like, we cannot just not watch something because there's only no. one season. I need two, three seasons Obviously. at least. Because if you put me on one season, I know it's going to end great. And I'm going to be like, where's the next season? They're going to be like, just like Avatar. You know what? <laughs> screw Avatar and screw all the people that made Avatar. That that has been my trauma been? right there. That is, it's like three or four years longer. Hey Google, when did the first Avatar come out? Here's some information from the web that might possibly help. December 2018, on the website HollywoodReporter.com, they say by April 2016 things had changed. Oh again. no! Now there would be four hey Google, the original Avatar with the first. She can't hear me. Hey Google, stop. Wow, Anyways, that was I'm a pretty sure. Avatar so apparently, came even Google Home doesn't listen to me right. I'm apparently bad at Google, even with the voice. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna watch Twilight. No, <laughs> you're right. No, I don't will. like werewolves and all of that. Not that I'm scared of it. I just don't he like. He does mythical. not find it interesting. I don't like all. mythical things like that. I just never have been. I have that. seen all of the Twilight. I almost movies. didn't watch Game of Thrones because they had a dragon in it. <laughs> I'm glad I did watch it, but I did almost didn't because it had a dragon in it. That's one thing I seen was a dragon, and I was like, I'm good all the way. But um, I'm glad I did watch Game of Thrones because yeah, it was off the chain, but that's one no I Twilight almost did. No Twilight. I had to watch those on my own. Yeah, and Harry Potter. I heard a lot about Harry Potter being great, this, that, the other. I just never got the into it. The books were really, really good. Me and my son wa- wa- uh, read the books. It's, they're long. But I never got Something into I've it. never seen is Lord of the Rings. I've heard is really great. I've just never. It's yeah. gotten to the point now where it's, it's so old and they're so long. I don't know if I'll ever get around, but I've heard great things about those. But We'll yeah, see. I'm good. So one thing I do want to bring to the show tomorrow before we get to talking about with Matt Brown is I'm going to document everything that I know about this situation that happened in East Lansing. So I do I want everybody to know what America 20 Life is about. America 20 Life is obviously it's about our lives and what we've gone through. But this is something that we've gone through. Like we didn't absolutely have anything to do with that, with the actual action that happened out there. But anything like that that happens in our city and our surrounding city, I mean, you see my T-shirt, right? <laughs> Hashtag I'm with Cap. I'm with Cap. So just know, like, I'm going to be on top of these things. So at the end of the day, when things like this happen, if anybody knows about the Lily uh, Lily incident, when she, her daughter got, or the daughter that got uh, beat up by the police, or got punched there was by excessive, the police, excessive you know, force, force used. by the police here at LPD, uh, we were all over that. Not, not in any reason to be all over. No agendas other than to get some justice for that situation, yeah. but... I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the lens, if anybody knows. I mean, it's not that we jump on anybody's situation, but there's no. certain things and, that I believe deserve attention. And so this situation in East Lansing definitely deserves attention. It got a little of attention from me uh, a couple weeks ago prior to all of this COVID stuff happening. But um, I want to document from the moment that I heard about it to the moment we're at today because I think it's important that people understand what's going on out there with that. So yeah, I'm going to talk a little of the, bit about the facts of the that. case, what actually yeah. happened, where the involvement came in. And just kind of for y'all to know a little bit, a lot of this came, this was born out of our situation um, with LCHS, um, with our son and what happened there. You know, if you haven't had a chance again to kind of look that up, that'll kind of tell you that situation, it, it, all of this, it's a byproduct. You know, a lot of times when something happens or whatever the case may be, you know, somebody will hit Mike's inbox or, you know, sometimes even they'll reach out to me or whatever the case may be. But they're basically saying like, hey, this happened. 
you know, what, where can I get help at or what can I do or what should I do? Who can advocate for us? A lot of times what I get, and that's what happened with the East Lansing situation. I didn't have any idea about who it was or what it was. I seen it came over the news like everybody else, but my inbox popped. And, and I had probably seven people like, what are y'all going to do about this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? So I eventually got uh, hit up by the well, the kid's friend to tell me about what was going on with it. So that's how I got he's involved. The one that took the video, no, he's he? not the oh. one that took the video. He was just a friend of the, the kids that were there. Um, and he's the kid who actually uh, put the protest together out in East Lansing. But I got to speak to him. And uh, so that's how I got involved with it. So it's not like I just go find these things. No. People have seen that we advocate and that we're involved in the city and we're involved in, you know, social issues. So people do reach out. So, yeah. And um, we're always going to look into it and really see what the facts are, what's going on before obviously do, doing anything. But sometimes people really don't know how to advocate. They don't know who to talk to or, or how best to go about. And you'd be surprised at how many injustices and things happen around the city oh, yeah. and that people just don't know about, or hear about, and they just don't know how to get help. They don't know how to file a complaint or how to do this or how to hold somebody accountable that's in this certain position. Um, and that's something advocacy is huge for us. Yeah. What you say? Reps, white elite. Yeah. It's all symptoms of the root cause, reps, white elite, patriarchal supremacy. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. You see it all the time. They hate when we talk about it, too. That (laughs) webs right there pissed a whole lot of people off just now. (laughs) They hate it. Who cares if they hate it? You but know, the thing you is, is that perpetuating racism, you're going to get caught Yeah, out. I was just going to say, and I've never guy. really understood that. And I always, I've had a lot of conversations about that. But the thing with me is, if it makes you uncomfortable, you need to look inside yourself and ask yourself, ask yourself why, why it makes you uncomfortable. Because when somebody talks about a certain thing or whatever, and it doesn't apply to me, it don't make me feel uncomfortable at all. If it doesn't apply to you, we obviously ain't talking about you. Exactly. So, you know, and man, I get that all the time because I'm around a lot of I'm I'm mixed in where every everybody I'm around. I don't, I don't just sit in one place and be around all black people or all white people. I'm just around a lot of people all the time. So I'll talk about these situations and you can see, you know, white people will get really, really defensive. And even if they're my best friends or whatever the case is, they'll get really defensive on this subject. And I'm going to bring one of my buddies on uh, who actually um, can talk to that fact and how that changed, how some of that changed his life just by conversating with me through these processes. And I like to talk to people about it. I'll talk people ear off people that are defensive or feel some type of way. I'll tell you this is, and I'm not going to say where I work at, but at my job one day I played, for I was the only minority in the room, maybe been one other, and I played for about five or six other white men, um, black, brown eye, blue eye experiment by Jane Elliott. Look and it up if you've never. If heard you've of ever it. seen that, I played that for them so that they could see the opposite. What's the what's the, what's the word I should say? Um, the one eighty effect. So basically, you're on the other end of this situation. How that looks, how racism looks for you as a white man or how racism may seem for us going through it and the black brown eye blue eye experiment basically um does that it 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 shows they basically discriminate based off the color of your eyes so brown eyed people are the superior not white and blue eyed people are the the inferior like the minorities and so a bunch of white people are in a room being discriminated against and microaggressions and things happening to them that they can't understand and that's why it is. That's because 
that that's experiment breaks it down into the color of your eyes instead of the color of your skin. And so the, they get to feel how these microaggressions feel and how all of these um, all these different issues that we deal with on a daily basis feel. And to be clear, it wasn't anything like super harsh or anything like that. And it was for a short period of time. And um, who conducted this, the experiment originally, um, her name is Jane Elliott. And yeah. if you don't know who Jane Elliott is, look her up because uh, she's phenomenal. And that experiment actually started with um, children first. And she did yes. it with children, little, little kids, because little kids don't know any better. And, you know, and then she brought it to college campuses and everywhere and did it quite often. And it was amazing to see that discomfort level and how it feels um, with the microaggressions and all these different things, how emotional people got. And what she was trying to explain is this is how some people feel every waking moment of their life. Mm -hmm. And so if you blue eye, brown eye experiment, Jane Elliott, look that up. It's really good. Yeah. So. Um, one of the things that I found, like one of the things that was so good in that was this one white girl got super defensive and it wasn't like because she was being treated a certain way. She got defensive for somebody else. Like, why are you treating this person this way? So she probably is somebody who is who is a progressive or a liberal or whatever. I would you say, yeah, whatever you want to call somebody who's an empathizer. She's probably somebody like that. But. She couldn't take it. Like it was too much she for her. Very she she angry stormed her. out crying, came back in really upset with the college kids. This is the one Steven Alexander's talking about. But uh so like that that was something that I seen and I was like, that's how it feels every day. Like that's how it feels for us, but we can't act out like that. Yeah. We don't have the privileges to act out that way. So we're gonna get into yeah. all of that. But that's yeah. what I wanted to bring this up for was to talk about what we're gonna get into, what type of stuff we're gonna talk about. Um, on this show so that people can understand. Let me see what... We've got two um, people recommending the same yeah, book. White, White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. And, and here is a... She put even put the... Uh, the link. The link in for it. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Love links. Absolutely. And that's, thing that'll too, be in the comments, you guys. Right something now. people, you know, and if you deal with us, you got to get used to is there's a lot of like catchphrases and buzzwords that, you know, people feel really uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable with and about and they don't like those terms and this is that. And uh, that always pisses me off because I'm like, you know, as much as you don't like the, the, the term of privilege or white fragility and all these things, um, some of us don't like the treatment way right. worse we we definitely don't like the treatment that comes of it and the root of it and the systemic nature of all these things so you you feel uncomfortable and don't really why do you have to term it that way why do you have to talk about that it, for me it's going to fall on deaf ears because i'm like as much as you don't like don't to hear that you care about your feelings <laughs> i'm just like you know some people live their life a certain way where they have to go through these certain things and actually live through the experience and it's not a situation where it's like oh i don't like that i didn't really like the way that make me that made me feel or the sound of that or well, I, that i've been called racist because i use terms <laughs> like that like seriously i'm like look it up you know definitely oh, educate yourself you, we, so black people can be called racist for calling out racism oh yeah oh yeah that's, that's a that's a that's a that's a that happens all yeah. the time oh you're racist because yeah. you call out racism i've never said that i hate any white person whatsoever but i do hate racists yeah. so if you happen to be white and racist then i can't i don't like you my my favorite conversation but you can love is... white people and not and hate racism at the same time for sure so. absolutely and and the uh, the inability for me like to to accept that and to understand that I, is willful, willful ignorance to me. That's just willful yeah. ignorance. If you can't separate the two and understand that it's not attacking you personally as a person, like I said before, if it doesn't apply to you, then obviously I'm not talking about you or to you. Or am I? Because you are that, but you're... And if you feel like I am, yeah, 
uh, that's in you know look at you your don't like it so you don't like that i don't like your racism sir well something, you have a problem with me of, not liking your racism one of my favorite conversations here's is a tashmika whole... that's problematic for me <laughs> That's, that's not going to work for me. That's a Tashmika quote. Yeah, that's, that's just not, not going to work yeah, for me. That's just not going to work for me. And when people talk about like, um, you know, well, you, you making it about race, making it about race. I have to constantly remind people. I'm like, dude, verbalizing something, calling something out, uh, talking about things that is not making it about race. The color of my skin, the color of his skin, our cultures, that that makes it about race. Right. Okay, who we inherently are as a person that makes everything for us about race. Right. Yes, you're right. Sorry. I wish it wasn't about race either, Bob. I wish I could just go about Sorry. my life and not be treated this way too. You still got to walk around the world as a black man. Yeah, it's like it's the gang. Just don't color. don't make it about race. It's the gang colors you can't take off. Yeah. Nor would I want to. I'm proud black man. I love it. And I don't apologize for it. I don't care if you don't like it. If it it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you not want to be around me or not be on my Facebook, you know what to do. Yeah, y'all. So like, people are yeah. yeah people are like, so like, that's the thing. Like, I have two different worlds that I'm in. I have the world that like could care less about any of this and doesn't think about it at all, and then the ones that really care about it and think about it all the time, or from both angles and both sides. So my my Facebook has got everybody on it. I Same, mean, it's yeah. got every single person, every type of person. I got Trump people on my Facebook. I do too, but I'm up. saying people that they think stay I'm in wrong lane for with it, me, or... but they understand. That's they... my point. I'm not the person that's going to tell you not to say, no. do, or believe, whatever. But don't do that to me. Don't try don't to tell let me your I'm beliefs, wrong. Yeah, don't let your beliefs uh, impinge on my people. And yeah. You got to be stressed out of your beliefs. If your know. beliefs are rooted in in white supremacy or the uh, you know oppression of anyone then I'm sorry. We just can't be friends. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a good show. This is just like, I just want to touch on that because if anybody thinks that 20 America, 20 life is not going to talk about that. Y'all all the way wrong. Cause this show is definitely going to talk about all of that. Yeah, we're going to break it all that's down. That's why we say, let's talk about everything. And we're going to have guests to talk about it. And we're going to have guests that come on that can tell you they had biases that they didn't understand. And through conversation, they realized that about themselves and they realized the people around them that did and have come out of it and now see things differently. So my yeah. buddy that I want to bring on this show that I'm definitely going to bring on at some point in time can talk a lot about that because I do a lot of talking to people when otherwise like, yo, leave him alone, man. He's just the way he is. I'm like, no, nah, I think I can plant a seed with this person. I feel like I, I can change. To. I can change the way they see these situations. And a lot of times it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm going to, I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to take that, try to uh, have that conversation. And I, so. I really applaud that. Like I, um, I'm working on it. I'm not as great at that. I don't do that as much. Um, I applaud him for that. And I love watching it happen. Cause I've seen it happen. Even if it's, whether it's online or whatever the case may be, he does try to reach out and have a conversation and try to, if, if I can make any change or difference or plant a seed, he really does believe in that. How microaggressions are like mosquito bites. Oh doc, you know, I know, you know, I know I got a mosquito bite the size of my fist on my arm from microaggressions and people think because it's not you know i hear that you know it's 2020 or things like that and it, gosh y'all when i talk about an onion like it's just there was there was so you know the situation with lansing catholic was so problematic in, in so many ways but that was one uh something that was said in the media it was said in the media by somebody very and i don't want to get into it because it is juicy and i can't wait till we actually do talk about that um because it was just shocking but it was like you know I can't remember what the phrase was, but like, it's a heck of a lot better than it was, oh, you know, goodness. blah, blah, blah. And it was like, 
Wow. Wait till we get in all of that. Whew. So the thing is, right now we're doing, and I, I'm kind of trying to talk about what we're doing here, but right now we're doing a show every day, right? Eventually it won't be this way. It'll be maybe once or twice a week, but we can build that show so great for y'all and give y'all so much content in some of these situations that have happened around this city that you didn't, you probably didn't know the whole story on. You might've just got a whiff of the Snip lens here were involved with this or the lens had Saw something picture. going on. Now you will get the full story, mm -hmm. yo. As I can give it to you on all of these situations, you will get the yeah. full story. Transparent on truth, absolutely. Because that's really what I want. I'm, I'm just, I can't stand, you know, not that I care about what people think about me, but I can't stand false information being out and just being carried. In our age, day and age mm -hmm. and the age we live in now, that's all it takes. Somebody to say something and nobody does any research. Everybody just takes it and runs with it. So now it's like, we need to open up a lot of this conversation and give yeah. to the people what they need. And that's the truth. So like, this is what America 20 life will be about. It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun with it too. We're going to have different yeah. segments in this where we talk about different things, but I want to get people on here to the masses to can understand like, so they can get them the understanding of what's really going on here too. And, yeah. and different resources and things that are out here for people. So just things that are important to people in general. There's so many things that people want to talk about, need to talk about, need information on, or just want to know that somebody else is kind of feeling and thinking the same way about things. And again, there's there's things that in our local area you might have heard about or seen snippets of. It's great to be able to have the full-blown conversation. I, I, again, I'm the person, don't read just the headline, read the whole entire article. We want to read the whole entire ar article to you, you know, right. and give you all of the facts, details, timelines, stuff like that on certain things. So some people that are still on here, because we're about to get going here in about four, four minutes. We're going to drop this out. But looks like Doc Buchanan and Steven put in a bunch of stuff in here you guys can look yeah. at. Um, I'm going to bring these over to the show. Well, no. Well, they're, they're links. So they're not seeing. Yeah. So these links here you can click on in the comments and get to the, some of the stuff that we just talked about and some of the stuff that they want they want us to see. I'm going to actually go look at the stuff myself too. So Yeah, me too. Um, um, we'll throw those when the, this is up on the YouTube page. We'll make sure those links are in the um, description. So, because obviously we talked about it in the show, you can just click, you know, and go. But yeah, look at it all. When we talk about something, like I said, I'll make sure, I want to make sure it's in our description so that you can look into that too and have some context um, surrounding it. So don't forget about tomorrow, Matt Brown, we're going to be talking finances, credit, buying homes, et cetera, ways to keep yourself financially stable right now during COVID. Um, and then Monday, Dr. Buchanan's going to be on. So make sure. Just think about things that you might want to talk to them about. You have questions about. Just don't ever forget that. It's I, I love when we get suggestions. I woke up this morning, first thing in the morning, had a message in my inbox with like, "Can you guys talk about you know?" And it's like, "Heck yeah!" Um, and then or later in the day, one more. Per so I'm like putting that down because yeah, we'll definitely make that a topic of a show. So keep it coming. Yeah. So appreciate y'all. Um, look for us tomorrow, eight o'clock with all of that and then also we're going to talk a little bit more about the east lansing incident that happened yeah. and they could probably start with that there, and so. then have matt brown on yeah yeah so, yeah. so catch it love y'all appreciate y'all coming on with Enjoy us today on saturday, saturday. we wasn't even gonna do a show no today. we weren't we did i so self-care y'all i would just say um this is part of my self-care i this has been it's like socializing for me you know when you feel kind of isolated and me like i'm not even going out on grocery runs at all so I'm really just here. I got my bike rides and then I've got y'all to talk to. So it's like socializing. It's really fun. So thanks for spending your Saturday night with us. Appreciate you. Talk to you. Bye. Not about you. <laughs>
Yo, excuse me, Mrs. Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this very mic, you're about to hear We, we swear, swear the, the best podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, also if you, you didn't, didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Here we go. America. Point of the life.